Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. It's great to be back with all of our listeners today. Really good to be here, and what a great opportunity to open up God's Word once more together, study a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more, and make the proper applications to our lives. Here on Search the Scriptures, we do exactly that. We dig deep into God's Word. We search the Scriptures. And yet we try to explain what they mean in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for our daily lives. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And that is tied to God's Word because He guides us and instructs us through His Word to lead us to salvation through Jesus Christ. In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 talks about how the scriptures are the basis for the teaching that we need to learn to come to faith in Christ and that faith leading us to be obedient to him. And then the scriptures go on in verses 16 and 17 there and teach us how to live a faithful life before God, a productive life, how they instruct us and, and correct us uh, in, in various ways through the teachings that God lays out through his word, the Bible. Well, we're glad to have this opportunity to be with all of our listeners and help them learn more what God's Word says. Some people look at studying the Bible as drudgery, as boring, but probably that's because they really have not studied the Bible much. So they've not really understood those incredible teachings and how exciting learning those truths can be to see how they can apply to our lives and make us different. Make us different. God's Word is not just print on paper. The Hebrews writer says it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, and that it pierces all the way to the marrow. In fact, it touches our heart It is that profound in its teaching. It changes lives, literally. The gospel message of salvation is basically the word of God, but really it's focused on the New Testament and the New Testament part of the Bible. The teachings of salvation that Jesus brought from the throne room in heaven to this world so that we could understand how to come to God for salvation and forgiveness through through Jesus, through him. He said in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you're in the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and study God's word with us. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Worship God with us. Grow spiritually with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in in Omaha. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street. 3606 North 108th Street. Bible classes on Sunday morning begin at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evening, 6 o'clock, we come back together for another period of Bible study and worship. And then on Wednesday nights, middle of the week, good time to stop get our spiritual batteries recharged, so to speak, we come back together for our midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 6.30. You're welcome to any and all of these services. We hope to see you soon. We're going to get back into our study about self-esteem. 
And again, I said some people might be a little surprised that I would bring this particular topic forward in a Bible study, but it is very appropriate that we do so. Our world right now is crazy. Our country is crazy. Now, somebody might, are you saying everybody who lives is insane? I'm saying our country is in a state of craziness. The things that are doing, uh, that are being done, the, the philosophy that is being pushed, our cultural mindset, our mindset is being reshaped in an extremely self-destructive direction. Things that you would look at not very many years ago and say, we can't do that. That's crazy. That, that's going to cause all kinds of problems. Now it's accepted. It's being pushed as being the right thing to do. It's just amazing how skillful the devil has been to turn wickedness, evil, foolishness into an image that it's good and productive and godly, that it's helpful. Well, I talked about depression being so prevalent in our society today. I talked about how the second largest cause of death among ages 15 to 24-year-olds, yes, I'm talking about kids, basically, is suicide. And how statistically, nearly 20% of high school students have had serious thoughts about suicide. Now, you think about that, 20%, that's one, of, one, of, one out of every five. How many kids are in your family? How many children in that age group do you know or do you know of? We're talking about serious matters here. Self-esteem. Where do we find what is the best source for real self-esteem, good self-esteem? Again, our culture is pushing a mindset down our throats that says, you know, physical appearance. You got to look right. You got to wear the right clothes. You got to carry yourself properly. Financial status, professional accomplishments, social standing. And all of these are okay, but they're not the most important. They're not the most basic source for true self-esteem. They're surface level stuff. They're really, you know, kind of, of superficial. Now, there's nothing wrong with them except when we count those as being all important. We closed last time reading Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 and 17. And here a young man who was wealthy came to Jesus, and he said, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit or that I may have eternal life. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. Now again, Jesus may have been using a play on words here because in the Jewish culture of that day, they had a statement of identity, the good, and that applied to God, only to God. And so when you heard one of them talk about the good as an identity, they were talking about God. And so Jesus may have been using a play on words here and saying, why do you call me good? Why do you call me good? 
There's only one good that is God. Are you recognizing me as being God the Son? Well, that's a possible understanding of why he phrased his response in that way. But what I really wanted to focus on is what Jesus said as to the real source of goodness. So what are we talking about? Good self-esteem, the best self-esteem that we can have. And what is self-esteem again? It is the value that I place upon myself when I look in the mirror, but not just the mirror hanging on the bathroom wall over the sink, but the mirror of my life. When I examine myself based on how I've been living, what I've been doing, what I've been accomplishing, what I've been involved in. And so self-esteem says how I see myself as far as worth is self-worth is concerned. Am I a good person? Am I productive? Am I somebody who is living the right kind of life? Now, Jesus said the real source for goodness is God. God. Now, again, our culture today, our cultural mindset, they're not going to come up with that right off the bat, if at all. They'll try to point a person in all kinds of other directions. And as I said, a lot of those are superficial. They're surface-level stuff. And if that is, if those kinds of things are the main basis for how a person looks at himself, then he's going to be looking in a shallow way. What about a person who doesn't have a really attractive physical appearance? A person who might be too heavy or too skinny too short. Maybe he's not even five feet tall, or she isn't five feet tall, or maybe they're, they're way too, too tall in the, in the eyes of society as to be accepted as being somebody who can be held in high esteem. Well, wh- what about that? Or what if they you know, have a face that's full of acne? Or, or what if they have some skin disorder? Or maybe they have a, a deformed Uh, face themselves. Maybe they're missing an arm. You see, we could go on and on. Does that detract from their true character? No, those are just surface level things. But see, our society, our cultural, our culture, you need to have the right physical appearance. What about financial status? Is every wealthy person a good person? No. Is every person suffering in a near state of poverty, are they not a good person? Of course they can be a good person. Professional accomplishments? What if, what if there's somebody, I heard somebody say the other day, relate to me that he talked to somebody who needed a job and had not gotten a job apparently, kind of the appearance was in quite a while, said, you, know, you need to get a job. And his response was, well, all I can do is wash dishes. So? That's an honorable job. If all you can do is wash dishes for now, get a job washing dishes. And that will really help you with your self-esteem because, especially as a male, productivity, doing what needs to be done to take care of yourself and your family, that really helps you feel more of a sense of self-worth. And we could go on and on. But if somebody's just basing their sense of self-esteem on these surface-level, superficial matters, then they're going to be unhappy, very likely.
unfulfilled, dissatisfied, empty, and even depressed. But Jesus says God is good. Now, if you take God out of the picture, how do you define goodness? Tell me. You see, it's all in your head then. What you decide is good. But the person next to you may say, "I, I don't think those are good things. I don't think that's the basis for goodness. I think this, and it may be totally different from what you have come up with as to what you consider the basics, the basics of goodness. Well, the same thing is true about the concept of love. You take God out of the picture, how do you define love? John the Apostle said, God is love. God is love. He said that twice in that short letter, 1 John. Well, that says it all. God is love. We learn love because of God's love extended to us and people around us. God is good. How do we define goodness? Where do we go to look for goodness so that I can look in the mirror of my life and say, yeah, I I think I'm living a, a pretty good life. I, 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 can, I can hold myself in self-esteem. I'm, I'm trying to do a good job. God is good. Psalm 73 and verse 1 states that exactly. God is good. Psalm 34 and verse 8. Psalm 100 verse 5. Psalm 135 verse 3. 145 verse 9. Lamentation 3 and verse 25, Nahum 1 and verse 7, all say the same thing. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. In Daniel chapter 9 and verse 14, we read, The Lord our God is righteous in all the works which he does. Boil that down, what does it mean? God is good, totally good totally righteous. The Lord our God is righteous, not just part of the time, not just some of the time, not just here and there. God, the Lord our God is righteous, good in all the works which he does. Boy, how refreshing that is, that we can look at someone and say, that is a good person. We like to know those kinds of people, but we can look to God. But even those kinds of people, they still make mistakes, don't they? Sometimes they do some things that are not so good. But with God, all the time, the Lord our God, our God is righteous, that is good, in all the works which he does. I like to try to encourage people by telling them, assuring them, God is good all the time. There is never a moment or a fraction of a moment when God is not good. So when we're talking about where do we go, what is the best source for good self-esteem, true self-esteem? It's God. It is a relationship with God, our Father, and Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
that relationship is the source for meaningful self-esteem. When you look anywhere else, any other source for self-esteem, you're going to come up short. But our relationship with God and Christ, if we are walking faithfully and obediently and consistently with them, according to their teachings communicated to us in the Bible, that is the most meaningful source. In fact, it is the only source for meaningful, truly meaningful self-esteem. When I can look into the mirror of God's Word and say, yes, I'm doing my best to live by those teachings, I can look in the mirror of my life with self-esteem. I can look at the world around me in spite of all of the negatives that are going on, and I can still have self-esteem for me. In Genesis chapter, tw- uh, chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, we read this, and this is the sixth day of creation. And it's what I like to s- classify or, or describe as the crown of creation. And this is where God determined to make mankind. And let's notice how he made us unique from everything else that he had created. Then God said, let us make man in our image. He did not say that about the fishes of the sea. He did not say that about the birds of the air. He did not say that about the cattle and the wild animals and all the creeping things that creep upon the earth. He only said that about mankind. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. What does that mean? We have a soul. Nothing else, no other life form that God created did he create with a soul, a spiritual being within our physical bodies, a spiritual essence within our physical identities. Only us, only mankind did he create in God's own image according to his likeness. He went on to say, so let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, why do you think he gave mankind dominion over every other life form and over all the earth that he created before he made man? Because he made us in his own image. Only mankind can understand right from wrong, can understand the very concepts of goodness and evil. Now, yes, you can train some animals to respond to certain stimuli, but that you're simply training them to respond in a way that you have taught them. They don't understand the principle of good or evil. They just know, if I do this, my master, my owner, is going to be pleased. He may give me a treat. If I don't do this, I may get swatted. In verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Only us, mankind, were created by God in his own image. 
in Genesis 5 and verse 1. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. In the likeness of God. My, what a magnificent description. What a magnificent identity that he has blessed us with. He made us in the likeness of God. Well, we look a little further in Zechariah chapter 12. Zechariah chapter 12, and we look at verse 1. And once again, the prophet Zechariah writes, the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. We are God's creation, and he has made us in a special way and placed special responsibility upon us to have dominion over all of the other animals that God has created who are not created in his image. In Revelation 4 and verse 11, the praise given to God, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Can you have self-esteem? You should have self-esteem. A lot of people say, I'm no good. I'm not worth anything. I'm not worthy. But think about how God created you. He created you special because he created you in his own image with a soul that goes on for eternity so that you can have the opportunity to look forward to living with him in his heavenly home forever and ever. Think about how God created you when you're thinking about your self-worth He made you special. And it doesn't matter if you have warts on your nose, if you have a skin disorder. It doesn't matter if you're too tall or too short in the eyes of society. He made you special. You may not be the most educated person in the world, but you're precious in God's eyes. We'll go a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for making us special, creating us in your image, in your likeness, to be with you forever in heaven. Guide us to live that life that will lead us to that ultimate heavenly home. Please, Father, we pray. Please be merciful with us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.